When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to episode 135 of the Marathon Running Podcast. In this episode, we're going to do a recap of the 50th Honolulu Marathon. This is the Marathon Running Podcast by Letty and Ryan from We Got The Runs. Join us in our running community for weekly content that is motivational, educational, and inspirational and let the marathon running podcast take you from the starting line to the finish line and beyond aloha runners and welcome ryan to our 135th episode take two yeah it wasn't recording or you deleted it it was accidentally uh I don't know what happened. I think we've been distracted by your foil boarding video. Ryan got himself a DJI camera, and so his true passion is foil boarding, and he's been recording himself, and we got sidetracked, and I guess that's what um, that's what happened. Well, it's not completely true, but we got the camera for our trip to Hawaii, which is what we're talking about today, and it is partially true because I was playing around with it today foil boarding and wanted to see and actually kind of impressed with it but as an action camera for all sorts of other things but anyway anyway so here we are we returned from hawaii a couple of days ago the jet lag is not real however our son has an ear infection and so the jet lag kind of feels like we have jet lag because we haven't really been sleeping a lot so when we go to hawaii you know with the kids like on the way there and on the way back you kind of lose like a day of sleep or most of a day of sleep for us the way we do it this is to talk about not our trip mostly but the honolulu marathon because it's a race recap which is your favorite type of podcast so we'll skip the first week of our vacation that i'm sure people are less interested in than running and we'll skip to the honolulu marathon so can you tell us some history about the marathon? Yeah, so this is the 50th anniversary, as I said, and of course that means um, the first one was held in 1973. The Honolulu Marathon is one of the largest marathons, and it takes place every second Sunday in December. So in case you want to plan, it's one of those that you can easily plan because you're going to know what date it is going to be on, no matter what year you're talking about. That uh, makes it kind of nice. And uh, yeah, the marathon is very popular for newbie runners and anyone that loves Hawaii uh, because obviously it kind of turns into an automatic racecation, a vacation where you race. Um, and for that, it's beautiful. It has a few challenges. It's hilly and it has a lot of trade winds, but we'll, we'll go into that. That'll be later. And so in typical fashion, I'll try to organize it. So we talk about the marathon progressively through it in a sequence of in a normal sequence. So I think Letty's favorite part to every marathon is the expo, not the running. The running comes second. It's close second, but second. So how would you rate the 
Honolulu Marathon Expo experience? I mean, it was good, but it wasn't my favorite. The reason being that it, I felt like it was kind of on the smaller side. Um, you know, comparing it to the same amount of participants probably in Chicago, it's just a whole different experience. There was no beer sampling. There was not a lot of snack sampling, which is also one of my favorite things to do. You know, just try a new product. Um, also, the way that they were selling race shirts i mean they had all sorts of hawaiian honolulu race shirts for sale and other stuff and there was one line and that line took forever i think we actually found some pants or shorts for you and we did not want to stand in that line because that line looked like it was going to take two hours just to pay for the merchandise and then um when i went back the second time to the expo all the merchandise was gone i think there was like two pairs of shoes left um so the expo i mean you know it, it just wasn't my favorite Probably hard to get a lot of people to go all the way out to Hawaii for one marathon. It's like the expense is a lot higher than going to like, you know, cities in the continental United States. But anyway, so we stayed in Waikiki and the marathon starts in Alamoana and then finishes in where? The Kaipiolani Park. So Waikiki is like directly in the middle of that. They do have like buses, I guess, that take you from the park to Alamoana Center. But it was about equal distance to walk to the start as it was to walk to the finish where the buses were. And so you instead actually met up with a friend and took a different bus? Yes. So my friend was staying at the Ritz, which was 0.3 miles from my house or from our hotel. So I walked over there and then hopped onto her shuttle, which was super nice. Because, I mean, it wasn't too far to walk to the Alawana Beach Park. It was probably going to be two miles. And the weather was nice. It was kind of windy, but... I wouldn't have minded it. So either way, it was it was a fun experience to meet with my friend Maria. She has finished multiple six stars and is basically at every major marathon. So it was great catching up with someone who also loves running as much as myself. And for the record, we did not stay at the Ritz. And what's another two miles and 26, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but... So this, uh, you, I know you commented that this was a little bit different than a lot of your marathon starts. So what was different about the start? So it was different in that either I didn't pay attention or they didn't have bodyguards or bouncers, as you call them, at the entrances of the corrals. As in most marathons that are larger, you get assigned a corral in the color of your expected finishing time so that way you don't block other runners that are faster than you from going you know from passing you and in this case I might have not paid attention but when I did go to my assigned corral there was nobody playing bouncer and so you ended up in a corral that was very mixed with runners walkers and I mean literally people that were planning to be out there all day because this marathon has no time limit with backpacks and stuff so um you know I, I I don't mind that at all but I do prefer that if I'm going for a time where I'm trying to race I'd rather be in an area surrounded by runners that run my pace so then that way I wouldn't have had to weave as much through the crowd as I did here. Um, in this case, it didn't really matter because I wasn't going for a certain finishing time. Um, another thing that was very different from most races is that they had huge fireworks at the beginning of the race, which was super cool. It was beautiful and it wasn't short. It was probably, you know, 10, 15 minutes of fireworks. So you push people down to get through the crowds and, but you did like the fireworks. <laughs> I did not do that. 
And yes, I did like the fireworks. It was very different, very dark. It starts at five o'clock in the morning because it's, you know, Honolulu. It's it's a hot place. So、um, then that way the sun didn't come up till almost seven o'clock. You had a good two hours of running in the dark or darker. Yeah, nobody could see you pushing people down. <laughs> I did not do that. So fireworks is a little bit unusual, I thought, but maybe maybe it is more often than not. I haven't ran. I've run some halves, so I haven't run a lot of full marathons. But、um, so I kind of like doing the first half, second half thing. So in the first half of the marathon, any memorable parts? I mean, you're starting in the dark, you're jumping over people.、Um, anything else? It was beautiful. It was you know, it was dark, so you couldn't see that much, but you saw all the Christmas l- lit up Christmas lightings. Is that how you say lights? Christmas lights by the city,、uh, by the city lights area where they have huge displays of Santa. Oh, say,、so、did you run by Santa? Yes,、no. Santa,、okay. Miss Claus, Rudolph, and all that stuff. That was kind of cool to see, even though I'd already seen it with you and the kids. That was cool. Yeah, so I guess it looked like it was sponsored by like the Hawaiian Power Company or something, but because we went there after the marathon and walked through it, and it was actually kind of cool. But so you got to see the lights. You didn't see much of the dark town that was like probably in downtown Honolulu that you were at.、Um, and then, so by the end of the first half, it was probably getting light. Did you see sunrise and everything? Yes, I saw beautiful sunrise. Well, before that, we passed by Kapiolani Park, which was where it was going to end, and it was already super windy. And they don't have a half marathon, but they have a 10k and a marathon event. And I almost, <laughs> I almost to wanted, the 10K. yeah, I wanted to do the 10k, but then I was like, you know what? You're going to come out with the kids to be at the finish line. It's going to be weird if I just show up at the hotel and be like, hey, Ryan, I didn't, I didn't do the whole marathon. Plus, we traveled all the way to Honolulu. So did it get light before you、uh, went over Diamond Head the first time, or no? No, it was actually after Diamond Head. It started getting light, and there was a beautiful sunrise, as you can imagine. I was gonna say you probably see you start off. You actually run more west or northwest. You turn around, then you're coming through Waikiki in a kind of a southeast direction towards Diamond Head.、Um, And so Diamond Head would probably block a lot of the sunrises. So I was curious. So I guess you went past Diamond Head before you saw the sunrise. Yes, yes. So the course starts at the Alamoana Beach Park, across from the Alamoana Center, which is a big shopping area in Honolulu, and then it progresses west along the waterfront towards downtown Honolulu. Then it loops through downtown and bends back through Waikiki, which is really cool because this is where we, you know, go into the water and all that stuff. It was cool to see that so early, and then it、um, goes around Diamond Head. Diamond Head is the big crater that is on Oahu, and then it goes out east to the Suburbs of Honolulu. It winds through Hawaii Kai before going back to the finish line to Waikiki's Kaipilani Park and passing Diamond Head one more time. So if you look at the, it, there's not a ton of elevation, but there's a steep elevation right at Diamond Head, right? I mean, I I saw the map and I agree, but it didn't feel like that. And maybe it was because of the winds.、Um, I constantly、we'll、felt、winds. like I was going either up or a little bit down. Like I didn't feel like it was very flat at all. Yeah, well, the, I, the, it isn't. You know, it's very mountainous. Yeah, in Hawaii in general, and so yeah, I'm sure it was like little hills, but it wasn't a lot. Like number wise, feet wise, it wasn't a ton. 
Well, the, what's the total elevation that you picked when you were doing it? It was like 600 and some feet or something. Oh, I probably was like a thousand. According to Find My Marathon, which is a great website that you know gives you course profiles for pretty much every marathon, the max elevation is only 126 feet. Um, minimum elevation, three feet. But the elevation gain is 457 feet, and then the loss is 455 feet. Um, so you ran up two feet, <laughs> but up and down a bunch. Yeah. Um, but you can clearly see on the map like where, where the diamond head is because it's the biggest spike on the elevation map. But so getting back to now, you're going to the second half of the marathon, but... We talked about elevation. We can also talk about wind because typically, you know, there's a windward and a leeward side of the island, which is named that way because of the trade winds that typically happen there. And there were definitely trade winds on the day you ran. Do you want to elaborate? Yeah. So, I mean, the winds, it's not like we're used, we're not used to it coming from Florida. Normally when you have wind, it comes from one way or the other. And at this time... It kind of felt like it was coming from everywhere. If we're running down, it's coming at you. If you're running up, it's coming at you. Like, it kind of followed you. Well, the trade winds are very, you know, they typically come from the east. But there are mountains and stuff there, so they kind of, like, get turbulent and wrap around. Yes. Um, So, yeah, so part of the marathon, I mean, I I noticed it was very hard. You had to lean into it. Um, I read that the miles per hour for the wind was between 25 and 35, which is quite a lot for when you're running. Um, It's a little bit exhausting. And so when you are running, you're just kind of like, okay, I guess I'm going to just run slower (laughs) because this wind is coming at me. And some of the water uh, stations, there were cups on the ground and they were just flying by us because the wind would just pick up. So it was was very windy. Yeah, and you haven't perfected the uh, art of drafting yet, which you typically do with biking or stuff. But when you have... With running, you know, if it's 30 mile an hour winds, it's probably worthwhile to do there too. Well, I tried to tuck into um, behind a couple of runners, but it just didn't work. And I guess I wasn't close enough. But then I think if I had been any closer, it would have been maybe borderline creepy. So it just didn't happen. <laughs> no, you don't worry about being creepy. It's good. <laughs> <sighs> Another thing that I saw on the Find My Marathon website is that in 2021, 1.4% of finishers qualified for the Boston Marathon, which is super, super, super low. What's the normal? Um, let's see. Well, let's do Chicago. Chicago is the fast one. All right. So comparing that to the Chicago Marathon, there's 15% of people running the race that qualify for the Boston Marathon. So that's, you know, that should tell you something. Um, If you want to look for a more neutral race, let's pick the Los Angeles Marathon 2022. There's 2.7% that qualify. So it's, it's, it doesn't seem like a lot, but it is quite different. Yeah, one or two is, is, you know, 100% different. Yeah. So, but anyway, I wasn't there to qualify for anything. I've already qualified. (laughs) Um, I did enjoy the race. Um, I did enjoy the winds just because it was somewhat of a different experience. I've never been running in wind like that before. Okay, so to get back on track, there's um, the second half of the marathon. So you came across Diamond Head. You saw Sunrise. You wanted to turn back. (laughs) But anything else? Any memorable points? 
like the um, turnaround. Yeah, I mean it's an in and out race, so which is beautiful at first because you're running out and you see the fast people coming in, you know, the first ladies and you know the guys and, and you see that, but then the after President's a while, No, not the first lady, you know what I mean. <laughs> the first female finishers, you see them, you cheer them on. But then after a while of seeing other runners return, it kind of gets frustrating because you're like, <laughs> how far is this for me? And then you also see the mile marker on their side of the course and you start calculating in your head, how long will it take me at my, you know, 12th mile to run over there who are now on their 20th mile and you know so you start doing a lot of math in your head and and I, i'm not a big fan of in and out running but the kind of beautiful thing about this turn around was that the wind was less on the way back well i was at your back hopefully but but yeah I mean, it never pushed me, but it was it never it was never as um, it wasn't as bad anymore. Well, you must have been running really fast then, because if you run ten miles an hour into a thirty mile an hour wind, that's forty, and then on the way back, it's only twenty. <laughs> See, that's too much math for me. <laughs> I'm still so, traumatized. I noticed you also commented on the fact that there was like a weird way to get water. Yes, so there were water stations, and people were handing out water, and they also had Gatorade. But then eventually. They would just give you cups and there was PVC pipes, which are these thick plastic pipes um, put together and they had drilled holes in them. And so then you as a runner had to go get your own water, which, you know, it's it's a great idea. However, in practicality, it's it's a little bit different because you have to wait for the water to fill into your cup. You can't just, you know, quickly get any water otherwise you're just drinking a couple of drops and then on the flip side on the way back there's been so much water running onto the ground that in order to get your water you had to step into these big puddles with your with your feet <laughs> so then your shoes were wet so that was kind of that was kind of interesting interesting approach yeah i don't think i i don't know if there's a better way to do it but you know it was really windy too so all the cups probably were just blown off the table but yeah i kind of feel like maybe there'd be a better way? I don't know. That doesn't sound pleasant because if you get your shoes soaking wet or you're not getting sufficient water, this can be bad. Well, the good news is you're getting your shoes soaking wet by the time that you already sweat through everything and your sweat's probably already in your shoes. Or... Yeah, it's a little different though like running through a puddle where they get soaked in and then just sweat. But anyway, so I finished at... and Oh, so another thing is at the finish they had big showers that were hooked up to the fire hydrant. That's what I, as I was walking to, to cheer you on, I saw. So there's this like bunch of showers that as people like finish the marathon, they could just hose down. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of, I mean, it's warmer weather, I guess. It's kind of nice. That's interesting. I, I saw that, but um, I guess when I finished, it was still kind of windy. So I wouldn't even have gone there, but... Did people get naked in there? <laughs> I didn't see any naked people. <laughs> I think, like you said, they're all sweaty and, and wet anyway, and probably hot because it's relatively hot. Um, but there's a lot of people using it. Yeah, they had that in they had that in Germany too, and you know, you know, us Europeans, there's no shame. People just take their clothes off and, and start showering. <laughs> Were they? Yeah. Okay. So to get back on track, can you tell us about the? finish of your race or any other significant second half parts um i mean 
There was a lot of support out there. There was a lot of people high-fiving, screaming, cheering. That was really good. You wouldn't have expected that because it's such a far out and in run. Um, and most of them just don't have that. So that was cool. There was good course support, good cheering. Uh, very interesting costumes. I saw dinosaurs. I saw people with pineapple hats. Um, what else did I see? People wearing traditional Hawaiian clothing. So people wrapped in their flags. That kind of stuff was cool. And then, uh, yeah, up that big last hill. That was kind of frustrating. I just wanted to be done with this race. And then the nice thing about this race is that you are on top of the, well, not on top, but next to the crater on top and the last two, the last mile is downhill and then you have one mile that is pretty flat. So then I decided I'm gonna just erase those last two miles and then I was looking out for you and I just finished. So that was that. So any other final thoughts for your Honolulu Marathon experience. Well, then I crossed the finish line and I went and collected my shirt. My shirt, I noticed immediately it was a bright green. And you hated the shirt. I didn't think it was that bad, but you were like, you would not stop talking about how you hated the shirt. Well, I was cold, so I put on the shirt and I told you it probably looks like At a Christmas first. tree because I was wearing red shorts. And then on our way back to the hotel, but somebody yelled at me. Yeah, I didn't yell at you. I said, hey, look, a Christmas tree. But you... <laughs> so I you did look not, like a Christmas tree. I guess you did. But you did not want to wear that shirt. And you were like freezing cold. And you're like, I'm not putting on this shirt. It's so ugly. And I was like, it's not... It's just a green shirt. I didn't think it was that. But it's like every other marathon shirt. But I guess you really didn't want a green shirt. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so you put it on. You became a Christmas tree. Some random stranger confirmed that you were a Christmas tree. But you went through, you went through and got your shirt, and then they had some snacks and stuff afterwards that you wanted to talk about. Yes, yeah, so they had coconut water, and then they had a banana and donuts that they were making right there. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you run a longer run on Sunday, you're more open to eating a donut. But after finishing a marathon, it's kind of hard to eat something like a donut. Um, there oh, they was smelled so good, though. <laughs> they did, but. You know, you're craving salt most of the time. There was nothing salty, nothing else. I was actually excited about going to the Finnish area because the day before this marathon, they have a mile event. And I went and saw that mile event. And they had so much food after the mile race. They had moon pies. They had, I think, bagels. They had all sorts of stuff, different drinks. Um, so that was cool. So I was kind of looking forward to that <laughs> during my run. And then I felt like I kind of got gypped because I was looking forward to salty stuff and moon pies. And I don't know, a finish line beer. And there's just not much there. So they weren't actually donuts, but they were dough balls with covered in sugar, which probably has its own name in Hawaii too. But um, maybe they just ran out of all the... And, and so you would actually want a moon pie over like a freshly made donut yeah i know i'm not a donut fan though so yeah okay so um but yeah there wasn't there wasn't as there wasn't a whole lot um maybe they ran out of moon pies the day before because everyone in the mail ate them up but <laughs> but yeah so then also they didn't have mylar blankets those um foil blankets with them 
Well, they brought them.、Oh. The other thing that I forgot to mention was that the bag check. I was happy that you were there because I would just tell you, "Hey Ryan, please bring a towel to the finish so I can wear the towel." But I didn't realize that the bag check was done on Friday.、Uh, Or the day before, something like that. But it wasn't on the day off. Normally, when you go to a marathon at the starting line, there's a back check, and then you get whatever you brought in at the end of the race. Here, you had to check it a day or two beforehand, which was also kind of weird. But I think the people that were wearing the Milo blankets had brought them with them from previous races, and so the lack of those Milo blankets normally probably wouldn't have been a big deal. But that day was just really windy, and I was cold, so. So, although they did not have a balancer at the start of the event, they did have a balancer at a tent at the finish of the event that you tried to get into, and they wouldn't let you. Oh yeah, I tried to get into the VIP tent. I can't even talk. The VIP tent. Well, it's Air Japan Hawaii. Yeah. Tent.、Mm-hmm. And you walked up, and he said, "You're not Japanese." And you said, "Yes, I am." And he said, "Oh, you're not." <laughs> But yeah, that was basically it. So she tried to get in and was rejected. Well, it looked like a warm tent with a warm meal. But you know, I, I think they just had bananas and stuff in there. Really, it wasn't anything <laughs> anything different. But but it was just funny. What is the Letty rating of the Honolulu Marathon? I think I'm gonna give it an eight. Well, that's pretty good. Out of ten. Which was、um, the Big Bear rating? I don't think we gave it a rating. Well, now you do. Then I thought you gave it a low rating. Um, maybe seven or six. I don't know. What do you What do you think? You gave it a rating. I mean, now my wounds have healed a little bit. Yeah, so rating went there, up. I so go back and listen to the last podcast with that rating, <laughs> and then now the big bear rating is um probably a seven out of ten. So interesting. Okay. I think for my ratings to go really down, it would mean it would have to be a very small race without the course support and without like the, the opposite loudness. <laughs> for me, it's like small event. My ratings would go up, and yours go down. <laughs> you just want to be around people. I do like it. I like so I you like can the push、feeling. them down and step over them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, so it was a great race. I don't know if we're gonna. Be back at the same time next year. I'm hoping so, but we have school-aged kids, so that's a whole different、um, conversation to be had. But if we do, I think I would like to actually train and see how I would do if I were trained. You know, because this time it was more like it's my last hooray of 2022. Hurrah! Hurrah of 2022, and I had just done a marathon, so that was kind of cool. But it'd be interesting to see how this race would go with training. That's always tough, though. Even if you, you know, if it's a slower course, which it seems to be, you know, even if you train but do better, you're still somewhat discouraged because you couldn't, you know, because you know what you're capable of, you know, on a faster course. I don't know, but、oh, it's、yeah. really pretty, so it's also that part's nice. And the training would be hard, especially here in Florida. I'd have to literally buy a treadmill. Put it on incline and have you stand there with a blow dryer while I run against the wind. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that, and、um, that wraps up our racing season for 2022. And now, what have we got for 2023? Ryan has his first marathon coming up in Stockholm in、Maybe. June, and he's very excited to start training for this marathon. He's a、uh, 
getting his gear in order and everything and you know i haven't gotten the time off from work yet so it may or may not happen still with that Melekalikimaka to everybody since this episode will be the last episode before Christmas. Thank you guys very much for being loyal listeners. And if you're new, <laughs> then uh, please consider subscribing. Subscribing? Can you do that with a podcast? Yes. So subscribe to our podcast <laughs> and send us messages. Let Hit us the like know. button. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a like button. <laughs> I know. That's... But give us a good rating for Christmas. Five stars only. Let us know how much you love our podcast. Um, or give us constructive criticism. You can reach us via Instagram. We're there under running podcast. And with that. Have a good week of running. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, head to www.runningpodcast.us. And as always, have a great week of running.